There are many ways people listen to vision, including through a PC at work. When you fire up your computer at work, go to vision.org.au slash listen and click the Vision or V180 Listen Live buttons. You can also catch the latest Vision National News Bulletin and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts from the same page all while you work. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You can tell a lot about a person by looking at the people they surround themselves with. So that begs the question, who did Jesus surround himself with and what does that tell us about him? I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program today as we kick off a new series of messages called Who is Jesus? It's all about getting ready, preparing ourselves, if you will, as we head once again inexorably towards Easter. And please do stick with me because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet, also called Who is Jesus? I'd love to send you a free copy to help you get to know him better and to draw ever closer to your Lord and Saviour. I was thinking about the whole Easter thing, how to approach it this year. And well, I was wondering whether together we couldn't start a little bit early this year. Easter bunnies and chocolate eggs aside, it seems to me that the central question of Easter is who is Jesus? Exactly who is he? What's he like? If he were to walk into my life or your life right now, what would he be like? It's so easy to take someone who lived 2,000 years ago and turn him into a stained glass window. But if he's going to be relevant, if he's going to make a difference, well, what's he like? Now, that's a good question. One of the things I love to do on Saturday mornings is to drive down to our local fish market. It's just a few minutes' drive from where I live. Early in the morning, it's pretty quiet. Later on, there's a real bustle, lots of people and crowds and stuff. You go into the fish market early in the morning and and the fishmongers are getting their catch ready to put out there. And this huge array of fish and oysters and mussels and shellfish to choose from. Sometimes you look at it all and think, where does all of that come from? How do they get all that variety every day here for me to come and purchase? And at Christmas time, I mean, there are prawns and shrimps by the truckload. It's kind of amazing to me the, the abundance of the ocean. And this is a commerce of food and flavour and experience. But it started out in a boat on the water, probably in the middle of last night, when a crew was on the water doing what they do every night, fishing for fish. And I walk into the seafood market. There are lots of different storeholders. It's, it's massive. And just on the left, there's a man. It's always the same man who is shelling oysters. He's an older man, probably Greek is my hunch, with big hairy arms and he's these thick rubber gloves on and piles of unshelled oysters. And one by one, he breaks the shells open with the oyster knife. I love fish. I love the bustle of the fish market and the people and the characters and the feel and the buzz and the sound and the smell. I love it. But here's a question. If you or I were God and we're thinking, well, I've got this great idea. I want to start a new fledgling thing called a church. I want it to last a few thousand years. I don't expect it to be perfect, but I want it to be strong and last and survive, and I need to find some good people. Would we start at the fish market? 
would we go down to the fish market to that guy with the big hairy arms and the big rubber gloves and say, listen, I've got a plan for your life. Jesus was a carpenter and he began his public ministry around about in his late 20s or early 30s. We're not exactly sure. So for the first 30 years of his life, he's working in dad's carpenter shop, making chairs, helping to build houses, making coffins, you know, that sort of stuff. And then it's time. It's time for his public ministry to begin. That public ministry lasted for about three and a half years or so. He's not a king. He's not wealthy. He's not a power broker. He's not one of the recognised religious leaders with the fine robes and positions and, and money and people kowtowing to them. No, he's just a carpenter. And one day, he's walking down along the Sea of, of Galilee. It's a beautiful morning. He's walking along. You can just hear his sandals crunching on the gravel as he walks down by the, the shore early in the morning. The fishermen have all come in. They're cleaning their nets and cleaning their boats and emptying their catches and taking them to market. It's a bit like the mornings when I go to the fish market. You know, the, the commerce is just happening and just starting to tick over. And he walks along and he sees Simon Peter and his brother Andrew. And they're cleaning their nets. And he says to them, follow me. There's a whole story here where they were trying to throw out their nets and they weren't catching any fish. And Jesus said, look, throw out your net on the other side. And sure enough, they caught all these fish and they were amazed. And, and Jesus said to them, yeah, but I'm going to make you fishers of people. You're going people fishing. And then they walk along a little bit further and he sees James and John and they're mending their nets. And he calls them and he says, look, leave your dad Zebedee and, and follow me. I've got a plan for your life. Would you and I have started down at the fish market like Jesus did? Would we have started down by the water amongst the fishermen, the noise, the smell, the commerce? Just an everyday occurrence. There are a few things that really grabbed me about this story. The first one is that it was Galilee. Galilee was like the pits of Israel. The classy people, the erudite, educated people, the religious people, the, the leaders, they all lived in Jerusalem. That was the political centre, the religious centre. Up here north, they weren't real Jews. They were, they were scum of the earth type stuff. They were looked down on. Jesus went to Galilee to find these disciples. And he was a carpenter. As I said, chairs, coffins, houses, calling fishermen to become fishers of people. It's strange. Maybe if you and I were God, we uh, probably wouldn't have done it this way. My hunch is we would have gone to the best Bible college in Jerusalem and gone and picked the best scholars and said, I'll make them the leaders, I'll make them the disciples of the Son of God. And here's the other thing. He called them. He's a rabbi, he's a teacher. And normally what happened is if you wanted to study under a rabbi, you'd have to go to the rabbi. And the better the rabbi and the better the rabbi's reputation, the harder it was to get a gig with him studying. You had to go to him. It's like, I want to go and study at university. I have to go and apply. They don't come to me. They don't ring me up and say, Bernie, will you come and study with us? But Jesus, Jesus went out and picked people. He tapped these nobodies on the shoulder and said, come and follow me. And then finally, they're fishermen. They're not theologians. They're not elite businessmen. They're fishermen. Uneducated, rough, tough, hard life. They're about boats and nets and fish and, and storms and stench. It was a morning like any other. Jesus out walking by the Sea of Galilee. And he knows deep in his heart, 
He's the son of God. He's come for a purpose. The last 30 years, he's been growing and waiting and learning. He's walking along the beach. He's looking at the beauty. There's this calling beating in his heart. He looks out over the water. There's a tear in his eye. There's excitement. There's trepidation. His time has come. This carpenter from Galilee. All the earthly odds are stacked against him to make a difference in anyone's life. And he calls four rough, uneducated bumpkins. Simon Peter, Andrew, James, John. We might have called him Pete, Andy, Jim, Jono. That does something for me. That, that's here and now. This is not stained glass window stuff. This is not religious stuff. It's so, for me, rings a bell. It's, it's like me wandering down the fish market thinking, man, would Jesus have come here if he was looking for disciples today? It's real, it's alive, it's, it's relevant, it's here and now. Jesus still has a purpose today. Jesus still wants to find fishers of people today. And instead of the Sea of Galilee, what if he walks into that fish market or a hairdressing salon or the office building or, or the shopping centre or the factory or, with that same dream burning his heart, looking for a Peter or an Andy or a Jim or a Jono or a Sue or a Melissa or a Jenny or a Helen or a David or a Paul or... What if he's looking for something? To celebrate Easter this year, I've written a new life application booklet called Who is Jesus? to help you draw ever closer to your Lord and Saviour. You see, my passion is seeing you live in a rich, powerful, dynamic relationship with Him. That's why I'd love to send you your very own free copy of this latest booklet. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you draw ever closer to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In fact, at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.